0: Good day to you. I hope you're having a wonderful day. So, we're ready to read Leviticus 5. Last time we read Leviticus 4, and that was about the law of sin offerings. Now, in Leviticus chapter 5, this is going to be about the law of guilt offerings. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. If anyone sins after he hears a public adjuration, solemn command to testify, when he is a witness, whether he has seen or otherwise known something, if he fails to report it, then he will bear his guilt and be held responsible. Or if someone touches any ceremonially unclean thing, whether the carcass of an unclean wild animal, or the carcass of an unclean domestic animal, or the carcass of unclean creeping things, even if he is unaware of it, he has become unclean, and he will be guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanness, whatever kind it may be, and he becomes unclean, but he is unaware of it, when he recognizes it, he will be guilty. Or if anyone swears an oath, thoughtlessly or impulsively, allowed that he will do either evil or good in whatever manner a person may speak, thoughtlessly or impulsively with an oath. But he is unaware of it. When he recognizes it, he will be guilty in one of these. So it shall be, when a person is guilty in one of these, that he shall confess the sin he has committed he shall bring his gill offering to the Lord for the sin which he has committed, a female from the flock, a lamb or a goat as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement on his behalf for his sin. But if he cannot afford a lamb, then he shall bring two turtle doves, or two pigeons as his gill offering for his sin to the Lord, one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. He shall bring them to the priest, who shall offer the first one for the sin offering, and shall nip its head at the front of its neck, but shall not sever it completely. He shall also sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. The second bird he shall prepare as a burnt offering, according to the ordinance. So the priest shall make atonement on his behalf for the sin which he has committed, and it will be forgiven him. But if he cannot afford to bring two turtle doves or two pigeons, then he shall bring as his offering for his sin the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour as a sin offering. He shall not put olive oil or incense on it, For it is a sin offering. Now, just to clarify, an ephah is about one bushel, so it's about a bushel of flour. He shall bring it to the priest, who shall take a handful of it as a memorial portion and offer it up in smoke on the altar. With the offerings by fire to the Lord, it is a sin offering. In this way the priest shall make atonement for him for the sin which he has committed in one of these things, and it will be forgiven him. Then the rest shall be for the priest like the grain offering. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person commits a breach of faith and sins unintentionally against the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring his guilt offering to the Lord. A ram without blemish from the flock, valued by you in shekels of silver, that is, the shekel of the sanctuary as a guilt offering. He shall make restitution for the sin which he has committed against the holy thing, and shall add a fifth of the ram's value to it, and give it to the priest. The priest shall then make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering, and he shall be forgiven. Now if anyone sins and does any of these things which the Lord has forbidden, though he was not aware of it, still he is guilty and shall bear his punishment. He is then to bring to the priest a ram without blemish from the flock, according to your valuation for a guilt offering. In this way, the priest shall make atonement for him regarding the error which he committed unintentionally and did not know it, and he shall be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. He was certainly guilty before the Lord. So we want to understand here, you know, we say a lot of times in in our culture, we'll say ignorance is no excuse. We'll say, you know, you're still guilty. You've still done something wrong. And in this case, the Lord is saying, yes, if you've done something unintentionally, you've still done something wrong, but you can get forgiveness. And that's what God is giving here. He's giving that you know, we've unintentionally sinned. It's important to note that in the beginning here, at the very first of the chapter, if anyone sins after he hears a public adjuration, a solemn command to testify, when he is a witness, whether he has seen or known something, if he fails to report it, then he will bear his guilt and be held responsible. So, if we see or know something that is wrong and we are witness to something and we do not speak up and we do not report it or do something correctly about it, then we bear that guilt and we are held responsible. It's important to realize that. Now, these other things you'll notice are you bear the guilt, but it's after you recognize it. Because he says, and he becomes unclean, but he is unaware of it when he recognizes it he will be guilty. So a lot of times we do things in our lives and we're going along in our lives and maybe we are doing some things incorrectly, but the key is we don't know it. So we don't recognize that we're doing something wrong. But then later in life, you know, could be a year down the road, two years down the road, we learn the more correct way, we learn the better way, And we go, oh, Lord, forgive me. I I didn't understand that. I understand now. Well, at that point, now this is, I'm bringing this forward to the New Testament. But at that point, we recognize that, oh, we've been wrong. We've made mistakes. We just didn't know it. It was unintentional. We repent of it. And God forgives us and we move on. And that's what he's given them a way to do here. He's given them a way to repent for things that they were doing unintentionally. Even even the one, if you look at verse four, if someone swears an oath thoughtlessly or impulsively aloud <laughs> that he will do evil or good, and God is God has given us a break here. Even back in the Old Testament, he's saying, Look, I know how it is. You get upset, you fly off the handle, you say something you shouldn't say. I'm going to give you a way to be forgiven for that. So God is really, really stretching out that hand of forgiveness, even in the Old Testament. And Sometimes we really need to look at these things and see this. Um, Yes, it was a different way of doing it then, whereas now when when we realize that we have done such a thing, we should really just repent and pray and ask for forgiveness. And it's much easier on us now than it was then. But still, notice that he is giving them a way to get that forgiveness, even back then, even in the, the Old Testament. Even back then, he's given them a way to obtain forgiveness. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.